Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I have an incredible guest with you today. Not only is she an amazing coach who's exploring this new field that she's in, but she's one of my very good friends from a former career. So I have Miss Kim Bassett here today with me. How are you, Kim? Good. How are you? Amazing. I'm so excited to talk about your journey today. And you guys, I'm really excited because Kim reached out to me with this new world that she's working in. And she just got certified in a program called Faster Way to Fat Loss. And so she reached out to say like, hey, I'm kind of living in your space, living in your world of health and wellness, well-being, like let's get together and talk about what we both have going on. And so honestly, Kim, like the first thing that that gut hit me was like, oh Lord, what is she doing? Because the <laughs> name itself, like faster way to fat loss, it's like very triggering for me. And so I'm, I'm really happy that we've had the chance to talk about what that actually looks like in your life, the impact that it's had on your life. And it's so much bigger than just losing weight. There's so many more aspects of it. And that is why I absolutely wanted to have you come on and talk about what that looks like for you because wellness, well-being is such a holistic approach. And I really feel like you've, through your journey of Jump to Joy, where you started and where you're at right now, um, it's come full circle for you. And I really want to hone in for the listeners on all the different aspects that have impacted your journey. And I know that this has just been such a huge piece of you feeling like yourself again. And so for me, it's like, let's really hone in on the feelings of that transformation for you because body image is only one part of the story, but I know that you found so much purpose in using this strategy. So I'm excited to talk to you about that, but let's just take it back a little bit and get people into the vibe of kind of all that you've been going through over the past year and a half. Um, For those of you that don't know Kim, which you probably don't just yet, but you will soon, she's a new mom. And so let's talk about kind of your uh, quote unquote junk story of going through your pregnancy process, and then it will eventually lead into kind of what we're here to talk about today. So tell the listeners a little bit about kind of the backstory of all this. Great. I'm happy to. I'm happy to be here. Hi, everyone. Well, my story begins several years ago, actually. Um, My husband and I met a little bit later on in life for some people. Um, I was closer to 33, 34 years old. And uh, we got married and I was 35. And so I really wanted to start my family, you know, right away. Like, let's go. I'm not getting any younger. Um, And he was sort of on board. He wanted to be married for a year before we started trying to have kids. But I may have, you know, pushed him a little bit. But I'm glad I did only because, um, you know, come to find out I'm 
one of many. I know that there are a lot of uh, women out there that have struggled with um, trying to conceive a child, but we really uh, got on that struggle bus pretty early on. Fast forwarding, we've done IUIs, we've gone through IVF, I've had all the shots, um, gone through all the ups and downs of what that looks like. And at my lowest low was after the second round of IVF, you know, not having a pregnancy. And quite honestly, even after injecting myself with all of the hormones and the different shots that you need to actually do an egg retrieval, you know, getting one egg when you're supposed to get, you know, 10 to 20. And it was just heartbreaking wondering like, why is my body not doing this? Like I was making, women are made for this, right? Like, why is my body not doing what I thought it would have no problem doing? And so when all that was going on, I just began to eat to hide my pain. By no means do, did I think I was an alcoholic, but I mean, I was you know, consuming a lot of beverages, a lot of wine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just diving into my work, diving into a different business back then, on top of working full time, anything to just not have to deal with what was really going on, which was really heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're bringing um, light to this because I think that it happens in more women than we realize you know, trying to get pregnant, going through this process, being so quiet about it because mm-hmm. it is such a private thing. And we, we go through all these conversations in our head, like, why isn't my body, body performing? What's wrong with me? Why isn't my partner's parts working or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, like we're looking for answers. We're looking for a reason. And so not only are our minds all wrapped up in that, but then on top of that, it's highly, highly activating an emotional process, right? When Mm -hmm. you're not getting what you just assumed society says, like, well, you want a baby, just do it. You can have it. Like it's literally that easy. And then you're poking and pricking and getting all these tests done and, and going through this, this really strenuous process. And not only have I've heard it's quite an expensive process, but it's not just financially a huge financial commitment. It's a huge emotional investment. Like the oh, absolutely. Right. And just even between how I handled it and how my husband handled it. Oh my gosh. Like night and day mm. because, you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus or whatever the saying is. And it's true. And you just, and even as people, we handle different situations so differently. And so even our marriage, I mean, that's like a whole nother topic, right? Like our marriage was Ooh, not good for a while, if I'm going to be honest. So yeah. we had to do a lot of work there too. But yeah, it was, uh, there's obviously light at the end of the tunnel, but at the time you, you don't necessarily feel that way. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you went through this whole IVF process and eventually got to the point in this process where it was like, this is not happening. Is that kind right. of, this yeah. is not so, happening. We kind of came to the realization, me more first, and, and, and I have, Brian and I both have a strong faith, but me just knowing like this might not be the route that God wants me to take. 
and, you know, and it's not going to happen. And I just have to try to come to terms with that. And we thought about doing a donor egg, but I just didn't want to go into the office again. I just had these mental uh, roadblocks that I was like, I'm not there. I'm not ready. And I remember a previous boss of mine saying, you know, sometimes you just have to make a decision and then God will put roadblocks in front of you if they're not the right ones, but you just have to decide because I was struggling with, I don't want to decide. Why do I have to decide? Why can't it just, you know, magically appear or, you know, a lot of people that can get pregnant, which I'm so, you know, I'm, I wouldn't wish this on, on anybody. It's like they're, they don't necessarily, yeah, they might have to plan it or they are planners or, you know, there's the, oh, we weren't even trying those types of things. But like, I was just angry that I actually, like, I had to decide like what I wanted to do to have a family. And it was, there's, I feel like there's a part of you that's that I would, I would have said to myself, I did decide. I want a freaking baby. Like I (laughs) made a choice. What do you mean I have to make a different choice now? Like the choice that I made was this one over here. I've been trying for a while. So yeah, yeah, your brain just starts to go like, are you kidding me? I'm just pissed about this. Like why me? Why this? Why now? And, and so then leads to this next part of your journey. Right. But I will say, you know, kind of backing up before, before we move on, you know, during the, this, I mean, this is the whole fertility treatments were going on for, you know, a good three years plus. And during that time, you know, I'm only five, two, I'm not a tall person. And, you know, for me to gain 30 pounds, it's a lot, it's Mm -hmm. a lot to, Mm -hmm to cope with when your clothes don't fit and you just don't feel good. So during a lot of this time, I was like up and down and detox this and pills this and shakes this and, you know, trying kind of for that quick fix and just not finding anything that was very sustainable, quite honestly. I love that Um, you mentioned all those different pieces of it too, because it's like on the one end, you're binge eating your emotions, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm just, if I can't have what I want, then I'm just going to have what I want through food and, and just like, screw it. And then, oh shit, I'm not used to seeing my body in this way. And my body is not this way because it's, it's has what I, what I want, which is a baby. My body is this way and I don't even have what I want. Yeah. (laughs) So now this really sucks. Right. And so now we're like looking in the mirror, plus we have all the emotional baggage, plus it's like decision-making what's next, what's going on. And so there's just so much going on in, in the brain and in the body together, just like fighting each other every single day. And I love that you mentioned the quick fix, because this is what so many people turn to the quick fix is one of two things. The quick fix is either the Doritos bag and the endless amounts of peanut butter that you're craving, or it's the other end. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to quick fix this in 21 days or 17 days or whatever points I'm on, or, you know what I mean? It's just like urgency of how fast can I fix and undo what I quote unquote did to myself. You know what I mean? Right. So I love that you said that you, you really reached for those things in both directions and just kind of trying to contemplate like, now what? Like right. not even just what's next for my family, but what's next for me. And it's just this like chaotic feeling, right? 
Yeah, you just don't, you don't feel confident. You don't feel sexy. Like going back to the marriage thing. Oh my gosh, like there were droughts, y'all. I mean, <laughs> we're going to go there, but it's true. It's really, it's a big part of it. You know, you just don't feel good in your own skin. And um, so, you know, I was slightly moved out of that a little bit, um, just with, you know, quite honestly, going to see a therapist and, you know, doing finally just making my mind up that like, something's got to change. I have to start doing something. Um, we took a little kind of a break just to kind of assess our situation, get our minds a little bit in a better space. Um, and then fast forward to me just making a decision and see if there were going to be any roadblocks put in front of me. And I, I vividly remember my parents had sold, um, my childhood home and they needed to move in with us before they moved to their permanent resident down in Florida now. And they needed to move in with us for a couple months, which was no big deal. And we were out to dinner one night. It was October of 2017. Oh and I said, I said right in front of my husband, in front of my parents, I was like, we're going to adopt. <laughs> Just like I that. said, I filled out the paperwork. I sent it in like we're adopting. <laughs> were you guys at Applebee's or like Chili's or something like that? Where you were just oh, like we were at just the this little neighborhood restaurant sitting outside on the patio. It happened to be a really beautiful fall evening, and they still had their patio open. And so, and cue the picture of margaritas <laughs> next round. Yeah, <laughs> need some more drinks, please. Oh my gosh, I and quite honestly, I didn't really send in the paperwork. I just kind of wanted to see what Ryan's reaction would be, and um, he was a little taken aback at first, but um, <laughs> but obviously, now that we have our son, he's <laughs> couldn't be more you know happy. So it all ended up working out. That, I love your approach of just like, at some point, somebody's got to make a decision and see if there's any, any roadblocks that come along the way, because, because that does happen. And we just get to lean into life. I love that I've really learned how to surrender to what's next. Like, okay, I'm pointing my arrow in this direction. I'm holding the vision and I'm surrendering the timeline. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm pointing in that direction, holding the vision for my highest self and what, what that includes for her. And we'll see what happens. And that's it. And so I love that you were like, I made a choice. This is the direction we're heading we'll see what happens. Everybody on board, ready, set, go. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise you just get stuck in this place of fear and then you end up just, it's time goes on and time goes on and time goes on and you haven't moved forward to figure out or to see, you know, what could be. Mm, yes. I feel like courage is just like, is just meeting, is just taking action when fear is in the way. Like to me, that's ultimate courage. Just, we got to just take action when fear is in the way and just see where that leads us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really brave thing that you did is, is <laughs> making that choice because it's a huge choice to say, okay, my body, my choice, my decision, and I want to be a mom. So let's adopt. And you yeah. did. So tell yeah. us a little bit about 
um, what was next in that realm? So again, if anyone has any questions on adoption, I can talk hours on end about what it is and what the process is. But basically we started the process in, like I said, October of 2017, we were approved um, after our home study, June of 2018, and then January 2nd uh, in 2019. So relatively in the grand scheme of things and the adoption process as a whole, like pretty, pretty good timing. I mean, I know people that have been waiting much longer. So feel very fortunate that that was all the time that we that we took and we met our son January 2nd, like I said, of 2019. He was actually born premature at a hospital about a good two and a half hours north of where we live. Thankfully, we have a cottage up that way and I moved in there and I drove every day to the NICU for 45 days. Wow. He was in there about two months. We didn't meet him until, um, you know, maybe 10 days after he was born. Um, he was only two pounds, a little oh, peanut. A little peanut. Yeah. So then when we were able to bring him home, which was on Valentine's Day last year, I was able to take my three months of maternity, which was fantastic. And, but what I didn't know wouldn't be as fantastic was this notion of adoptive moms getting postpartum. Mm. So that was something that was, I was so happy. And I mean, just love at first sight with this child. Right. And then getting him home, I was like, I couldn't wait. I mean, every day at the hospital, it's like, oh, I can't wait till you come home. You know, there's all these different steps that he had to take before we could bring him home. And, you know, just checking him off, checking him off, checking him off, and then getting him home and being so excited. And then thinking, you know, oh my gosh, now what? What have we done? <laughs> um, wait, wait, it's not just like <laughs> hugging and squeezing. Wait, what's, what is happening? What did we sign yeah. up for? <laughs> right. And, you know, as time went on and the sleep def deprivation that everybody talks about, which mm. is no joke and no one can, no one can you pre prepare you for it until you're actually in it, you know, a you know, couple months in, you know, almost to the time where I was getting going to go back to work. I mean, I was really struggling with feelings and I was not able to really communicate them because I was another fear crept in because I didn't want people saying, well, this is what you've wanted. You know, you wanted to have a family. And I just felt like my feelings were not justified. I felt like how someone would look at me and think, how dare you feel that way? Because you, like I said, you wanted this, you've been waiting for this. And so it was a real struggle and I just didn't know what to do. I, I knew I needed to do something for myself. Um, you know, him being a preemie, it was like, don't go to church. Don't go to the grocery store. I mean, I felt like I already was in quarantine, like the year before we actually were in quarantine. Yes. Um, you know, don't have anybody over just because of his immune system. And so it was, you know, people really weren't coming over to see him or, you know, a lot of times we bring each other meals, you know, those types of things. And it was just none of that. And my husband, you know, only really taking a week off of work because he owns his own business. And so it was just kind of a struggle. And then, you know, scrolling through the old Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
going through the um, ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just started to see this program pop up and it just kind of kept popping up and popping up and piquing my curiosity. And I thought, what the heck? I've tried about everything else, you know, what's it going to hurt? And so that's when I decided I'm just going to try this program called Faster Way to Fat Loss. And that was the first week of June last year. And I've been living the lifestyle ever since. And it's just been a godsend. And what were you looking for when you found that program, you know, it was kind of like you kind of lost yourself in motherhood almost and just feeling kind of down and out about the things that were going on um, in your own emotionality. But what were you looking for as you were scrolling through? I was looking for, you know, in the beginning, you know, I still had though some of that lingering weight that when I would look in the mirror, like when I see my before picture, like I still see that, that weight of, you know, not being able to have my own, my child naturally. Right. And so I was definitely looking for something where like I could move my body where maybe I could get tips on what to eat and how to eat and that, and, but, and everything needed to be like quick, right. A busy working mother. So looking for that, just looking to feel better about myself and not feel like I'm being selfish. Cause that's the other thing that I think as moms creep in, cause now, you know, we have this other person that we're responsible for. And if we're taking away time from them, is that selfish when in all reality, you need to fill your cup up first so that you can pour it out to other people. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like, what kind of mom do you want to be? And right. when you are showing up feeling like crap, feeling in, feeling down and out, feeling like you're not a good enough mom, feeling like your body just isn't in sync with your heart and your, and your mindset. It's, it's a struggle. And, um, so I love that, you know, when we were talking yesterday, you showed me your before and after picture, which I'm like anti before and after pictures now. I used to be all about like measurements and before and after, <laughs> but you said something that like really hit, uh, hit a string with me, hit a nerve with me in a good way. And as you showed me your pictures, I was like, well, what do you see in that version of you? Like version A, before you started this transformation process. and um, you said that you just saw all the pain from your infertility. You saw a woman that was just unhappy and a woman that didn't love herself and didn't care about herself and didn't make time for herself. And I love that not in one of those sentences, did you say, I see big thighs that touch. I see, and I'm not describing what I saw. I'm, I'm right now. Like, oh, this is where I've been, right? Like I see wings flapping on my arms. I see rolls in my belly. I see back fat or whatever it is. These are just like common terms that women right. usually like point out, right? You mm -hmm. just described the emotional pain that you saw in your physical body. And that that really sits heavy with me because the heaviest weight that we actually feel is emotionality. And that's where I feel like you and I are in the most, the most in sync on this whole thing. It's that so many people 
are avoiding, like you said earlier, they're avoiding life. They're avoiding feeling their emotions like you were in the very beginning by numbing out and using food and alcohol as, um, as a drug. Basically, we also do this with exercise. We also do this with shopping. We also do this with Netflix. Mm -hmm. We all this do, also do this with napping. So it's all about the intention behind anything that you're doing. And so I love that you, that you really shared that part of you. And what would you say that that version of you, that picture A, that starting point, Kim, like, what did she need to hear from you most? Like, what would you tell her now? Oh my gosh. I would just tell her that, you know, your your body when whatever shape or size quite honestly is not and whatever weight you are does not define your worth does not define if you are a good person <laughs> does not define if you are a good mom a good wife a good friend a good daughter sister mother um but that you can do things to benefit yourself to make you a better version of that yeah. for the people around you. I'm 44 now. It's, hard, I, it's hard for me to believe that because that doesn't sound old to me, but it just sounds like if you guys, if, well, you'll see Kim because you'll follow her on her Instagram and be in her groups <laughs> and things like that. But like you look at her and you're just like, I still think you're 20. I, I yeah. still think I'm 20, quite frankly. Like I'm like, I'm in my, I'm in my late thirties now. And I'm like, I'm still 22, right? Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just a more evolved version of myself. Yeah, right? right. But we have always sought out the next version of ourselves. Like every time you make a change in your life or a shift in your life, there's always this opportunity to seek a new version of yourself. And I think that yeah. in that scrolling and looking for the, for a coach, looking for a guide, looking for that person to really stand by your side and help shine the light on the best version of you, you found that in this coach that you love so much. And that's why you're doing this right now. So I, I love, um, that you really see the highest version of yourself and that you are now the real deal on Instagram. Like your stories have taken a shift and starting to tell the story of like, it's not just like confetti and bubbles all the time. Like there's a lot of fun on your, on your feed. And I feel a lot of truth coming out on your feed too, of just like, this is why I'm doing it. It's not just for, you know, salmon with dill on it every night because it's not um and it's not just it's like so much more you see that there's this version of you that that really wants to move her body so that she can be the mom that climbs the mountains with her son and can roll around on the ground with her son and whatever age she is whatever stage she is in her life and um, making the healthy meals to contribute to his health and your husband's health so that you can parent better together and so it's so much more than just like fitness and nutrition. That's just one piece of the puzzle. So I love that you're really showing that and helping normalize the story that you've, you know, 
the things that you've been through, that these are normal things and it's okay to talk about it. And it's okay to find people like you who understand what they've been through. I knew that that was like one of the biggest reasons why I had people follow me when I was doing personal training. And I focused more on the coaching and now life coaching and food and body coaching. But I think people bought my training programs, joined my training programs because I wasn't the six ab, six pack ab trainer. I was like, girls, you can drink wine. How do you want to move your body? What feels good? Let me teach you proper form so you don't hurt yourself. So you can yes. climb the mountains. And I love that. I feel like you found that in your coach right now. Do you want to talk a little bit about, about how this has really shifted and changed like your life in a really phenomenal way? Yeah, I'd love to. And actually, quite honestly, my husband has noticed a difference too. So that's <laughs> always a bonus. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we focus a lot on mindset and our, one of our biggest mantras is progress over perfection. You know, we, this is not a restrictive lifestyle. Again, we love non-scale victories. I do not weigh myself. Again, I don't think weight is indicative of who you are if you're a healthy person, if you're worthy of being happy. Um, but we like to move our body and we like to eat really good whole foods. But you know what? I'm going to drink some wine too. And I'm going to have that piece of cake too. <laughs> so I think that's why I have been able to sustain this lifestyle for over a year now and why I wanted to become a coach and spread the word. Um, you know, one of the questions, you know, Ryan and I have a, a, a pact, if you will, on, you know, really communicating to each other on the things that we want to do with our lives and, and, and what that looks like as far as a time commitment and things like that. And so he, he said, why is this going to be different? Because I had started a business several years ago. And as I mentioned previously, to kind of hide a lot of those feelings. And he just asked me, which was a totally valid question. You know, why, why is this going to be different than what you did before? And, and I said, well, it's been over a year since I've started. And I just kept continuing to live this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, that's a really good point. I said, I'm already doing it. It's already just ingrained and I really don't see myself stopping. I mean, I don't really think that's even a choice in my head because yeah. of how I feel and the energy I have. And to your point, you know, I have a, not even a two-year-old and I'm 44 years old and I'll be darned like if I'm going down without a fight so that I can keep up with him. And, you know, I I just can't wait for the day. I don't want to wish it away. But I mean, I have these awesome visions of like him working out with me and like cooking with me. And, you know, I just think that that is just going to be such an example for him. Yeah. Yeah. We get to lead by example by being the best version of ourselves. And I think so often um, parents forget that like, you are the mentor, you are the role model. And so in order to be the role model, you have to model 
the lifestyle that you want your kids to have. So we want our kids to be mentally sound, like mentally strong, emotionally strong, physically strong. They're all attributes and it's a holistic approach. It's not just like you said earlier, it's not the quick fix. I love that you shared that about your husband, that it's like, well, I've been doing this for a year because it feels good because I love my, this version of myself, because I love the energy that I have, because I love the type of mom that I get to be to my son and, and model the things that I love. And the difference between going on a plan and planning for your life is that you're leading with love. So for decades, and I know you've done this too, because we've done plans together, we've run together, we've done things, like we've counted things, we've put things in baggies, we've shared, <laughs> like lose weight, you guys, Kim and I also used to work together in the event industry. So we go, we go further back than like this new phase of both of our lives. It's so cool that we're both like shifting into the wellness realm too, because really um, what we do in event planning is we create experiences for people right? So in this new realm, my goal is to always create life-changing experiences through coaching that transform people into the versions of themselves that they, that they want to be in the life that they want to desire. So we're designing a lifestyle versus like just living life on default. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot mm -hmm. of times like I can only imagine when you were in postpartum and things like that, it's like, okay, default mode. What do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? What do I have to, versus now you get to live in this space. It's like, what do I get to do today? What am I going to absolutely going to create? Who am I going to help? Like, who am I going to be? What am I going to do with my family, with my kids? All these things. Like, it's just so much more inspiring than the autopilot mode. Oh, hands down. I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this version of you. I love that you decided a long time ago. Like it feels like when you said 2017, I'm like, was it that long ago? <laughs> no way. But life goes by so quickly, which just reminds me like we have the time to decide now to step up and step into the version of ourselves that we want to be. We don't have to wait. But I do believe that the reason that I'm in this space and that you're in this space is because we've felt the pain we've had our own stories of struggle and the whole point of cup of joy the podcast is to share our pain and and share how we've shifted that into our purpose and that's exactly what you're doing and so i'm just so grateful that you so vulnerably have been sharing on here your journey and what shifts you were you've been able to make and how this is really this lifestyle has impacted you so much in such a great way makes me so happy for you oh thank you i love you so much <laughs> so how can people how can people get more of you in their life uh, i think the best way is to just follow me on instagram i'm pretty active in my stories and sharing kind of day-to-day -day life and my son, who's pretty stinking cute. <laughs> He's so stinking cute. <laughs> and your handle is, is it Thread by Love? Yes, Thread by Love, because he may not be my son biologically, but we are definitely Thread by Love. Oh, I love that. I've never, I've 
never knew what that stood for before. So you guys go check out Kim on, on her Instagram. We're also going to put all of the note, all of her information in the show notes, her website that she's got going on. She's launching um, a six week program coming up in just a few days. So there's still time to jump on board with her. So if her story really resonates with you, and this is something that you want to bring in to nurture yourself in your life, please jump on over to her website it listed in the show notes so she can get connected and just support you in the most loving way. If you want somebody that is just like the most fun, the most joyful, like she's just a firecracker of happiness, um, <laughs> but also the real deal. Like she'll show you the ins and outs of what's going down in motherhood when kids are screaming. And also when she's having dance parties in the kitchen, I'm hoping to get Kim to come on over to the Body Joy Collective at some point and maybe share some of her cooking tips, uh, maybe some of her hot hit moves that are going on over in the fat loss program. So look for collaborations to come in that space as well. We'll see see how we can really support and nurture these incredible people that are listening. The, I have two closing questions that I ask everybody. Are you ready? Ooh, I think so. It's so fun. Okay. The first question is, what do you love most about yourself? Oh my gosh. I love that. I try to see the good in everybody and that knowing, you know, behind, behind the smiles, there might be real pain and no one knows what anyone else is going through and what's going on in their heart or their mind or their home, whatever their situation is. And so I love that I have the ability to just love people where they're at. I could not agree more. That gets me choked up. Like every memory that I have with you is either like over the top, silly, wacky, (laughs) loving, or just like those moments of like, I needed love in those, in some moments. And you were just always the first person to just put the arms out, give a hug and just like, say, it's going to be okay. You know, like that's just who you are. And I love that so much about you. So the last question is what does joy feel like? Oh, it feels like a dance party in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> It does feel like a dance party. You guys can come to Kim's dance parties every dang day on her Instagram. Uh, so it will truly, that my, the listeners know that I love dance parties too. I love jumping on my trampoline and dance parties, but you are the dance queen and you got all the moves <laughs> and grooves. So get on over and dance your booty off with Kim every single day. That is true joy and you are a joy to have in this life in this world i love you so freaking much so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story today thank you i had a blast that was amazing yeah all right we'll talk soon bye thanks so much for tuning in if you love what you heard please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul so let's continue the conversation on instagram at joyfully be drop me a message question or share your own junk to joy story with me remember that joy is contagious you can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz aka a review on apple podcast to learn more about cup of joy the podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.